Bar Media. Welcome to the Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local and, uh, yeah, really just a way to get everybody else involved in appreciating what is around them. Um, today's episode is brought to you by samspastry.com, where you can get all your uh, sweet treat and uh, sweet tooth uh, needs filled. Get that sweet treat itch scratched at samspastry.com. She's doing a handful of Thanksgiving orders, so get in on that while you can. Um, our other sponsors include GetWellRooted.com, which is a full-service CBD store. I need to learn how to speak before I start doing these intros. But Seaburn and his team over there at WellRooted have got a phenomenal program going with a wealth of knowledge, including um, the science behind everything. And they also have locally created artwork by local makers in our area. Um, so check that out. And our last but not, definitely not least sponsor is Hots Deli. Always baked, never fried. You can check out Hots Deli at hotsdeli.com. You can order online. Skip the line. Their grab-and-go just had pimento cheese added to it and two different versions. There's a bacon pimento cheese, which is delicious. And if you want to spice things up a bit, you can get the jalapeno, H-O-L-L-A, jalapeno pimento cheese, only at Hots Deli. Hit them up today. Check out episode 156, where we feature Mark Hall, who has just finished up his book, Spiritual Wealth, A 40-Day Journey to Developing Stewardship Mindset. We discuss things such as giving, donating, motivation to do that, and really just what a good thing it is to be able to perpetuate somebody's mission, whether it's financially or with time or sweat or elbow grease. Um... Or just donating things that you once bought that you no longer need. Stewardship's a big thing. And check out episode 156 to learn more. I'm out. Marcus Hall. You go by Marcus or you go by Mark? or I go by Mark. Yeah. Uh, Marcus for the book mm-hmm. seemed to be a little easier, I think, for folks to understand in here because people will confuse my last name when you say Mark Hall very quickly. Yeah. I've gotten Paul, Call, Hall, yeah, yeah, yeah. all sorts of things. Um. There's a plus Mark Hall is kind of a I'm not gonna say super common name, but it's not uh it's not like Matumbo's name where it's like, oh well, yeah, that one dude. Well, especially in the Christian uh genre. Sure. Uh you do have a very famous singer named Mark Hall uh, yeah. <laughs> as well. So uh that may be a little difference there. Yeah. yeah. We don't need to be uh hijacking any of his credentials. Well, we do not, no. For, for books. I can sales. sing a little bit, but not quite. Uh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. quite like Coattailing him, no. is a little is one thing, or I mean, there's a huge opportunity to uh, do a lot of confusing social media marketing to where it's like, this dude's got it. Did he quit singing? Now he's an author. What are we doing here? Um, but if some of his fans want to buy the book, that is perfectly acceptable. Dude, yeah, that without a doubt. So I glanced through like everything. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Welcome to uh, the local office. How are you doing this morning? I am fantastic, man. It's um, great to be here. It's uh, sorry, it's kind of in shambles. We've been. It's always one thing after the other here. Like we'll get something perfectly set up and then something will happen or like we'll have to photograph like a giraffe or something in the in the conference room. I understand one thing after another. We have four and six year old girls at home. Oh yeah. We understand one thing after another. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a lot of feet running through Exciting. the house. Exciting. Yeah, would be yeah. a good word. Yes. Yeah, Lots I of excitement. Lots of drama. Yeah. I would 
Do you ever crave boredom? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> That's one of the things I've, I catch myself every now and again. Like, all I like, I have just a never-ending list of things to do, and I'm not even a dad. Like, it's just do this, do this, do this. Like, I'm the father of a bunch of people's marketing budgets. Yes. And I just have to take care of that and make sure that those babies are getting fed. And hey, I'm doing the same thing. I'll eat later. I'm making sure the babies are getting fed. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, no, my, half of my schedule is not my responsibility uh, it, or my doing. I'm just yeah. told what I need to be doing. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's usually about the case. Yeah. Um, well, dude, thanks for coming in. We've got, um, I ran through all your stuff. You you started out, did you start out as a financial advisor or did you start out as a Christian? I did. Well, I started out as a, a Christian before becoming a financial advisor. Sure. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I've been a Christian uh, it's one of those deals where I went through. I grew up in the Methodist Church, mm-hmm. and I went through the uh, the confirmation yeah, classes. Yeah, sprinkling. Uh, at exactly, the end of that. exactly. Uh, when I was uh, thirteen, and it's one of those things where, yeah, and I accepted Christ then, mm-hmm. but do I really understand what that is and what that means? Sure. And so over the years, uh, I would definitely have to say that I've uh, that I've tried to rededicate as I've learned. Yeah. More, but yeah, was was actually baptized. That's what uh, as a child. This isn't necessarily a religious show by any means, but I feel like a lot of people, they get to that point of salvation or like whatever that gratification is. And that's where the, that's where the pedaling of the bike stops. You know what I mean? Like you, without a doubt, it's like getting your pilot's license. Like you figure out how to fly a Cessna briefly for about 10 feet, land it. And you're like, all right, I'm I'm a pilot now. Well, and and, uh, without any additional training or any additional research and, um, being able to keep that mission going and keep that passion alive is one of the big things that a lot of Christianity is based on. Like it's, it's more about building relationships. It's not necessarily like I've made it to this destination. It's just more about the journey and that's the starting point. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, salvation is the starting point mm-hmm. because, um, uh, you don't earn your, uh, no, you don't earn your cape at that point no. of, of super Christian because you really don't have any idea. You're just learning and discovering, uh, who God is and, and what that relationship needs to be in your life. And mm-hmm. honestly, that's where the local church, that's where I believe the importance of the local church comes in. And I think where maybe we fail more than we should of taking those folks at that point and saying, okay, hey, you're here now. This is the starting point. How do we help you learn? How yeah. do we help you progress? How do we help you get closer to God? I teach a men's class uh, at my church at Ridgecrest. And mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, I say all the time in that class is, Every one of us in there, if we've got 20 guys in there, every one of us is in there is at some different point yeah. in our spiritual walk of Christ. Some of us have been since we were six years old. Mm-hmm. Some are new Christians, whatever. And my whole basis for that class is I want you to be walking one step closer. There you go. Wherever you are, if you can make one step closer this week, today, whatever, that's that's where we need to be. Yeah. Progression takes um, encouragement. It takes teamwork. And it takes trust and the, the fellow people that you're walking with. You know what I mean? We're never going to reach perfection, but it's it's our duties and responsibilities as Christians to set our to follow the the perfect example that Jesus set. That's it. To walk that path and, and to think to, to have the mindset and the lifestyle that he would want us to have. And really, I mean that has a lot to do with what led me to, you know, one of the reasons I'm here today is yeah. to, is that's the whole story of the book of, of spiritual wealth, quite honestly. Um how'd you get into financial advising? Well, you know, it's I have a lot of questions for folks around here who've been around here for years. Uh, I still get uh, some recognition from my previous position now 20 years ago. Uh, I started my career in TV uh, here in Dothan and worked with uh, WTVY for about six years. 
but actually started the year I got out of high school. I started at 18. Oh, awesome. Uh, there and uh, and then finished up in Montgomery after about a year up there. W and, uh, AKA where are we at? Wasafa? I was at a, a NCF at okay. NCF at uh, uh, at Channel Thirty Two mm-hmm. up there, the ABC affiliate. And I uh, spent about a year up there. And after about seven years of Saturdays and Sundays uh, and nights and weekends doing sports, yep, I kind of got to that crossroads where I said, uh, I don't know that this lifestyle is conducive. It's <laughs> tough, man. Like first off, when you're covering sports. Uh, I loved it. Kiss your weekends goodbye, though. Like, well, and that, but that was, was probably before you had a family. But listen, I, I got to the crossroads and I said, okay, if I'm going to continue on, I don't want to do news. Sure. I want to do sports. I, mm-hmm. I love what I do. Um, if I'm the number one guy somewhere, that means I anchor Monday through Friday nights until 11 or midnight, mm-hmm. depending on the time zone. Yeah. And then I'm going to stay in the South. So that means I get to work uh, Saturdays for six of, months yeah. out of the year for football. And then if I say, excuse me, if I say to number two guy, that means I'm anchoring weekends mm-hmm. and continue that Saturday and Sunday thing and sports takes place at night. Oof, yeah. So it's during the night. And I just, it got to that point where I said, you know what, this is fantastic. I've had a blast. Let's, let's probably move on. Sure. So I get the question a lot of how did you get from that to this? And my response to that is quite honestly, over the years, and I had a, a, another sales job in there. I worked with, uh, in pharmaceutical sales for a few mm-hmm. years. I moved into the banking world and then moved over to this side of things, uh, over the years. And in every position, quite honestly, even from the very beginning to hear the skill set, what I needed was kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's just being able to, and you see it with what you're doing here, it's being able to be, have com- people comfortable around you. For sure. To earn trust mm-hmm. and to allow them to talk to you honestly about what they need. That's it. And, and it all kind of goes down. It's different products, different things that you're doing. But, but it's filling a need and helping people. It's filling a need. And as long as you're approaching it that way. Sure. Uh, it's amazing how he, he allows you to to succeed and, and, and to know that you're in the place you need to be in. Yeah. yeah. So how long have you been doing the uh, financial advisory stuff? I have been now uh, a little over 10 years uh, doing that. And it's been, uh, man, that has been a rewarding experience of getting past just the investment part of it mm-hmm. uh, like it used to be. Yeah. Uh, I well, love... First on the scene of the job, you've got to produce, 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 prove that like you're the dude that needs to be there. And then yeah. the mission that you may, well, the mission that probably developed out of that. Um, it's part of my ministry now. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, in that I most enjoy having the deep discussions mm-hmm. uh, with my clients of of really getting past. The investments are, are very important. And, yeah, but the it's the means are, to an end. Yeah. But it, it, it just funds mm-hmm. our values and our goals and the things that we want to do. Um, and so those are the great conversations are finding out what really makes folks tick, Absolutely, uh, helping folks get out of debt, helping folks understand, Hey, if we put this plan together and being able to show them and encourage them, mm-hmm. Hey, we can get that mortgage paid off in five years instead of 10. Sure. What would that mean? Having that extra cash flow and being able to do things either to give or to do more things mm-hmm. for the family. That's where you get into really cool conversations. And that's when you can really help encourage folks and say, Hey, now we understand what makes you tick. Now let, 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 let's make this happen. Yeah. At the end of the day, like part of, part of that aspect of your job has to be a lot of like, let's, let's figure out how to make your dreams come true. And then, yeah, just working side by side with them and guiding how much did, when that, when people come to you, they just say, all right, I've got X amount of dollars and I want it to be more dollars than that do they just hand you x amount of dollars and be like all right go nuts or do we honestly a lot of times folks don't really because we're not educated and that i work with very educated and very successful people Mm -hmm. 
And I've said many times that I believe there should be either a high school senior course yeah. or a freshman college course mm-hmm. that just teaches us what is a loan, what is a a checkbook. Do people yeah. still have checkbooks? Uh, what's a credit card? Mm-hmm. You know, you mean if I don't pay for something today on that credit card, it's more tomorrow. I could that, but I could also be paying more for my house over the next oh, thirty yeah. years as well because my credit score is jacked up. Oh man, I have had. The best time learning about financial literacy in the last 38 years that I've been around, like between bonkers student loans <laughs> and just getting, oh my God, taking to the cleaners on student loans. Um, just being a dude, being a high school kid with very yeah. little college education and trying to figure out like, okay, well I have this and I work really hard, but I don't ever see like how this is going to play out exactly. in my favor. And a lot of that is because when you're 20, 21 years old and you've taken out too much money to go to a community college and then blown it all on <laughs> moving to a different city. Yeah. Um, you don't realize that like, oh yeah, like that's still, that big chunk of burden is still sitting on my credit report and it's only swelling. Well, and it's, and it's not just physically seeing that you owe that. No, it's, but that's it, an active breathing. It, it is a, and this is one of the things that, that I that I talk about because mm-hmm. that's a you're getting into biblical principles. Sure, when you're talking about debt, you're talking about saving, you're talking about planning for your family, mm-hmm. and debt is a big part of that. That the Bible doesn't state that debt is a sin, but sure. it definitely makes sure that you understand it is not your optimum place to be. No, and it you are a slave to the lender. It's also awkward, like if you're, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know how many personal loans you've let family members swing by and pick up but like it can get real awkward every now and then. Yeah, you need to be careful about those things. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving. If, if I'm your advisor we may be talking about things like that, yes. Yeah. There's a yeah. Be careful there. Yes. I don't trust family. Nice. Family's the first one to come get you. No, I'm just kidding. My family's amazing. Um yeah. But so, no, that has become that that career has really become part of my ministry of education it mm-hmm. is what I think uh, one of my goals is to help people understand better what they're doing, why they're doing it, why I'm recommending to do mm-hmm. certain things. Yeah. Because when you understand something better, you, you aren't it. as fearful of it anymore. The more comfortable you are, the more... We fear things we don't know. We back away from it. Mm-hmm. Think about anything in your life that you don't know. You back away. Change, whatever. Cover zones, they'll kill exactly. you. Exactly. And once I have folks feeling better and understanding more it's very much more of a consultative uh, and working together yeah. in that relationship. And that, I'm sure that that sets your clients at ease. Sets, it makes your job less You know what it feeling. means if I'm doing my job correctly in the market, like we've seen earlier this year mm-hmm. in March, when the market drops tremendously quickly, uh, I don't get a lot of calls in. One, I'm making calls out, but I don't get well, a yeah. lot of calls in because I've hopefully... Helped train Eased folks to understand, hey, these things happen. Yeah, you this, haven't this, lost that until you cash it out. There's a lot of people. So that's another lesson. We can get into that later. But <laughs> realizing a loss or whatever, actualize. I don't know what the, the actual fancy term a is. A loss only becomes a loss when you sell. That's it. Yeah, And exactly. that's I've told people that forever. And my wife, I tell her that about my project vehicles. I was like, we haven't lost money on this because I haven't <laughs> sold it yet. She's like, dude, lose money on it quick. Nice. Like, what are we doing? Um it's uh it's interesting too because the because we have so many young people there's so many more young people than there are old people right and as they grow up either our debt as a society and as like a human race is going to get out of hand 
and you will only have more separation between the haves and the have nots. Um, and without that education, you really, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like the system doesn't put that education in textbooks for a reason, but that's a different show. We'll, it is totally, we'll worry yes. about the failure of our school system <laughs> for another show. Um, but not Dothan, Dothan High, or I mean, yeah, Dothan City Schools is solid, especially the early childhood center, because my wife is a pre-K teacher. There, there you go. Um, so you wrote, a, after after doing this, I mean, being a Christian for forever, and then mm-hmm. jumping into the financial world, what made you decide to write a book on stewardship? Or we'll start here. How, do, how would you define stewardship to our listeners that are completely illiterate to anything religious? Well, think about what the word steward is just outside of a Christian mm-hmm. atmosphere. If you're a steward of something, quite honestly, if uh, if you're working for somebody else, you are a steward of their business. They have hired sure. you on. It is their business. Mm-hmm. And they have hired you on to come in and to do a specific job. And they're going to give you the parameters as to how they want that done that's best for their business. Yeah. And you need to stick in those parameters or you're most likely not going to have a job for very mm-hmm. long. And so what you're doing is you're taking something of theirs and you are working it for them and managing it for them. From a Christian perspective, it means the same thing, but one thing that you have to get straight first at first and foremost, it makes no sense to you at all until you actually realize and you actually start living the fact that God owns everything. Sure. Everything that we have from a financial perspective, every dollar in your pocket, every yeah. minute of your day, uh, every skill that you have is something that God has given you to steward for him and for his purposes. And so Christian stewardship, I believe, and Ron Blue, who one that I have learned under through his organization and, and his studies, uh, has one of the, the best definitions that there, it, Christian stewardship is, is God-given skills, God-given mm-hmm. resources that are to be put to use for God-given reasons. It makes sense. Company money. That's exactly you know what, what I mean? it is. It's all company and, money. And it, it, that is the hardest thing sometimes to realize, hey, this is not mine. Yeah. And when we, when you, if you can honestly say, if you're looking for true joy, peace, and contentment in you your gotta life. You got to know that everything moves. It starts with the fact that everything we're dealing with is not ours. It's on loan to us mm-hmm. because he has said, listen, I have a design and I have a purpose for you. And I'm telling you, if you are listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this broadcast, and you may not have ever stepped foot in a, in a church before, you may have no idea who God or Jesus is, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, if, if you are breathing, God still has a purpose for you. Sure. And there's a reason that you're here and a reason you were designed that is different from anybody else. Yeah. I'm and so, that. but for us to understand what that is, we have to have that relationship with him. We have to understand what it is he's trying to tell us. Yeah. And we have to use the resources he's given us to do work for his kingdom. Yeah. If you get in trouble for not mowing the grass, it's probably because you weren't listening to dad when he said, go mow the grass. There you go. There you go. That's not being a good steward of your responsibilities. That's it. Yes. That's it. Um, and so, and so I, I believe that's where it all comes from is learning first that, listen, that the world is God's and everything in it. Mm-hmm. And that is scriptural. And we have to understand that and believe that to know, to have any idea what Christian stewardship means. That makes all the sense in the world why you would write this book, because that's stewardship in and of itself. Yeah. No, it, it no, I, I see that as a responsibility when he asks us to do something. Absolutely. And for those who maybe have a hard time of understanding, when you say that that God spoke to me or, or that I heard God's voice, mm-hmm. it, it's not that I hear, it's not like I, I've never rings. heard the audible voice of God. No, I've never had God actually 
I, I could hear in if a voice. If you can't but, look him in the eye because it's too bright, I don't want to hear his voice. It's but, probably real loud. <laughs> nice. Yes, it probably <laughs> is. Uh, especially when he's upset with me, which Absolutely. there's a lot of times in my life that could be very possible and, and would be. But what he does is, is that he uses other people. He uses scripture. Mm-hmm. He uses, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is his is, is your teacher and your guide. And a lot of times what you probably think is your conscious. Sure is if you're a Christian, it's probably the Holy Spirit talking to you and saying, hey, buddy, that, that's not the route we need to yeah, go. Yeah, maybe, maybe not do If that. you're feeling bad about something, it, it may be we need to change yeah. course and, and, and to move somewhere else. But it's also the Holy Spirit that urges. And, and in this case, it was just, he, he's been growing me spiritually. Hopefully, I'm taking those steps. And listen, I, I know I'm talking about these things. I'm not a goody two-shoes. Oh, sure. I'm not super Christian with the cake flowing here. I have plenty of things I don't want to talk about in my life uh, well, yeah. here with a microphone in front of my face Absolutely. with you. I got to be honest with you. But what I'm hoping is, is that I'm listening to him a little bit more and that I'm saying yes a little bit more often than I used to. And it's amazing at that point, the blessings that he has for you in your life. That's not the reason we're doing it. We're yeah. doing it to because it's our responsibility to do. But when we obey, it is absolutely amazing how he unleashes blessings, not necessarily in a material way, mm-hmm. but just in a joy and a peace and, and and something that we we look for some we look for those things in so many other places. Oh yeah, and that jet ski. Well, I was about to have, say, have you ski. ever? Yeah, have you ever just said, <laughs> "Listen, man, if I could just buy that jet ski, dude." I mean, yeah, jet ski was definitely a wild okay uh, joke, but yeah. Like, but then when you got it, yeah, you're just like, "Oh, now I got to put gas in it. Now it's a pain." And it really didn't fulfill that hole. No, and it's we, a pursuit of happiness, without a doubt. And and happiness is not what we're looking at with for with God. Yes, does God want us to be happy? No, that's, that's great. A, yeah, but that's a side effect. Joy there is what go. we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a difference in joy and happiness when it comes to the Christian lexicon. Yeah, uh, I can be joyful even when I'm sad. I, I can be joyful even when I've lost someone close to me. Sure, because I understand that they're now living with God in yeah. heaven, I can be joyful for the time that I spent, even though we're going to grieve and we're going to be sad about that. And unfortunately we've all seen a lot more than we want to oh, yeah. the past few months mm-hmm. of that happening. But that's the difference in being happy and being joyful. We can be joyful despite our, uh, despite our circumstances. We're only happy when it's good. Yeah. Quite um, but anyway, but it, kind of to your question, God's been working on me on the stewardship side of just uh, in, in being involved with an organization called kingdom advisors mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. That if you're, Familiar with Christian uh, uh, Christian financial information, most likely you've come across the name Ron Blue or Larry Burkett. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both started this organization together several years ago, and it's for financial advisors who want to do things from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to know there's other, others of us out there who are doing these things and are trying to make this an emphasis. And so he's been growing me. It, again, it's just been step by step that I've seen of, hey, a year ago it was, I need you to go through this designation, the certified kingdom advisor designation with yep. that company, with that organization, I need you to go through this. And before, quite honestly, most of my life, I would have been the one that said, God, I'm happy to do that, but I really need to know where you're taking me in this sure. and what the final result is. See, that's a, what we call a lack of faith in the biz. That is not, that's, that's, that's not exhibiting faith. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, I, I'll give you a quick background. I mean, I was a Baptist Sunday school teacher for a long time. Really? Okay. I did a, um, I grew up in the Methodist church here. I did too. Um, Lafayette Street over there in the ghetto. Okay. And yeah, over the years, like I, I've seen a ton of stuff and taught so many, so many lessons based on um, my personal walk and like all my experiences and whatnot. Yeah. And um, yeah, so if I interject every now and again, it's not 
because I'm joking around. Usually, no, I get that. Usually, no, I know. What I, I'm I could hear about. that. No, I, I could hear that yeah. in some of the comments and stuff. Yeah. Well, okay, you say that, and I believe that is one of the. That's one of the marks I believe of being a successful leader in that role mm-hmm. is transparency. Sure. And I'm very comfortable, even though I don't, you know, you don't want to talk about it with a microphone in your face, but I'm very yeah, comfortable yeah, yeah. In, my, in my small group of folks and talking about some of the mistakes in my past mm-hmm. and talking about some of the things, because that makes you real. And, oh, and that makes you, that, that helps folks understand. Well, it displays humility and it shows everybody else that like, yeah, we're all going through something too. And, and God is bringing me someplace mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it's taking me someplace new every day. Quite honestly, if I'm allowing him to to guide my life and to lead me in that direction. And it's an encouragement, I hope, for folks who think, well, you don't know what I've been through. I'll tell you right now, whatever you've been through, you're not the first person to to go through. You're just not. Yeah. And there's somebody out there who shares a similar story. But I think that too is part of, when you talk about stewardship, I think that's part of stewardship of our experiences. Mm -hmm. I've unfortunately been through divorce in my life that involved having a small child. Mm Mm-hmm. And when, when I'm involved with, with other men and, and in small groups with them and someone is going through something like that, yeah, you can. most folks can't understand that. Yeah. And because I've shared that experience, you now go from sympathy to empathy Absolutely. with someone and the conversation totally changes when, oh, you, yeah. when someone realizes, hold up, you, Wait, you, the same you thing happened to you. Before. Yeah. And now you can be that Christian brother that you need to be on a whole different level that somebody else can be there for them, but has no idea how to relate. Yeah. To them, that's part of stewardship. Is it, sharing your experiences and sharing your network, sharing mm-hmm. the education that you've had. That's all part of what we're talking about. So, over the last, I don't know, forever amount of years, and maybe it's just me, um, I've noticed a trend that um, if you have resources or information, or maybe it's just the conversations aren't happening, but there seems to be such a separation between or such a a divisive, like visible line between people that are, are financially, um, literate and Mm -hmm. the ones that are not. And it, I'm not going to say that it seems that there's information being withheld, but the conversations, the conversations aren't going from the top to the bottom and vice versa to figure out how, I'm not, this isn't even like an equality spiel. It's, I think just because I've been, I've had to learn so much by digging on my own. Yeah. Um, and that it doesn't seem there's any great uh, library for just the average dude that came from nothing to be like, how do I how do I do this? Like, I've gone from sleeping in bushes before to owning a business, yeah. trying to deduct stuff, trying to figure out <laughs> where I need to put money for the future. I like that trying to deduct stuff came right after the business. That was the 100%. number one. <laughs> Yeah, we understand totally. Yeah, understand totally. Um, but yeah, it's just there's so there's just so much out there that you do you are not born. That's not an instinctual thing. Um, not for me anyway. I understand that. Um, no, that's like I said earlier. I'm, I run across that a lot. Hmm? I just uh, I, I can't remember if I told you earlier, but I will have folks almost when they sit down with me the first time, almost start apologizing. Oh, or yeah, yeah. not knowing or doing this or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I go, hey, just calm down. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about what's going on and let's mm-hmm. figure this thing out and figure out what the best road yeah. to travel is. We know here where you are situation. now. We want to know where you want to go. You can't do um, one thing about any decision you've made in the past. Mm-hmm. It, it is made. Yeah. You can't undo it. No. You can only start from where you are now 
and make the best decisions possible yeah. based on the information you know and yep. based on what we know going forward mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, and that's when we talk about this topic, finances, like we said, are a big part of that. But, you know, there's other things to focus on too. You may not, God may have chosen for this point in your life for you not to be uh, as rich as you think you may should be oh, yeah. right now. But I'll tell you what, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you either have some type of electronic equipment, whether it be your phone yeah, you're doing or fine. your computer, uh, you're in the top 10% worldwide. Yeah. Uh, People don't realize that because America is such a technologically advanced place and every, everything's so instant with everything Jeff Bezos has got going on. <laughs> like, dude, you can order whatever you need and it show up like before lunch. But almost. we run into problems because we compare ourselves. Yes. To and others. That's, that's the problem is like people are, and I've noticed this about <clears throat> people forever. Nobody's concerned with what they have. They like what they have, but they are all like generally people are always looking for the next new shiny whatever it is. Okay, now now you're getting to the crux of it. Yeah. And that that that's where we're putting our thought process and our and our yeah, it's our, not our the world, appreciation of our world view is based on this world around us mm-hmm. and that's going to get you in trouble in a hurry. Yeah. That's what I write about. And by the way, the, the, the name of the book is Spiritual Wealth. Mm-hmm. Because what we're looking for is those uh those blessings to 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 store up in heaven instead of those here on the earth that yeah. the Bible tells us are going to be destroyed you gotta pay tax uh, by rust and moths and, and uh, with that verse, which is one of those. You can only just, depreciate it for so long. Without a doubt, without a doubt. But it, it has to do with, it's not normally a spending issue, it's a heart issue. Yeah. And if you're not in right relationship, you're not going to be able to, and you, it's not, you're not going to be able to, you're just not going to listen yeah. to what God wants us to do. I, I'm here to tell you that God created you God created you with special skills and and with a special design mm-hmm. that he didn't create anybody else with, and he loves you. And he also understands what's best for you. And that doesn't mean you're, as a Christian, you're going to live an easy life. Actually, it's guaranteed you're not. Oh, no, because now you have a third, like, it used to just be your wife and you in the house, but now we got the Lord in there and we've got to worry about well, and also, if you're if you're trying to live that life, you know, listen, I'll be the first one to tell you, the past few weeks as I am trying to talk about a new book to get word out, Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, Satan has his antenna up a little bit. You might be a threat. And so, worldly things come after you sure. as far as greed, selfishness, pride, things like that. He starts attacking. Mm-hmm. Satan is not good, but he's very good at what he does. Yeah. And he's real, and it's he is the enemy of this world and the, and the leader of this world that we're in right now. And God has allowed him to do that for now. He will take back over in the end and say, "Hey, you're no more." But but he mm-hmm. gives him reign right now on earth to an extent. Uh, and if you're a threat to him, you're going to have to deal with that. Living the Christian life is not easy no, at no. all. And and keeping your thoughts with how you need to keep your thoughts and your and how you need to view your lifestyle and your worldview. If you're taking in the world, that's what's going to come out. It, the things that you listen to, yeah. the, the things that garbage you read. Garbage in, garbage out. Gar- exactly. And so if that's the case, then if we're putting good and quality stuff inside, that's what's going to come out. Yeah. If you are spending time regularly, hopefully daily, in your Bible, in time w- w- in prayer, if you're putting those things into you, guess what? You're going to change your attitude and how you see things. Mm-hmm. He, he will do that. God deals in the supernatural. And that's, that's I didn't mean to get whole, on here and preach today, but dang it, right. I will. You can do what you want, man. I appreciate it very much. It's an open platform for anybody. But I want I just I hope, especially this year, and and you know, we talked about the, the book didn't really get on me until February of this yeah. year. I mean, he, he didn't put that thought in my head until and he just wouldn't let go 
of, and of course I gave the, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I mean, I can write a little bit, but I, I don't know how to put a book together. And thankfully he's put people in my life. And that's again, if he gives you an assignment, mm-hmm. if he gives you something to do, you may not feel fully equipped. You probably won't feel fully equipped for it. But if you're following in faith, guess what? He will put folks along. He will give you the education you need. He he will equip you in the way that he needs to equip you if he is sending you out on a mission. Absolutely. That's, Period. That's one of the bigger things that I like to and that's faith. dwell on is, yeah, the community aspect of like, we're all going somewhere, but we all can't get there on our own. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We all need, yeah. we all need help somewhere. We all need somebody to scratch stuff that we can't reach. We all, you know yes. what I mean? We've got, everybody's moving and shaking in whatever direction they're and headed. See, and he's put together this large team. Every one of us is designed to be part of the team mm-hmm. to come together. You know, we talk about even from a giving perspective. Listen, if everybody who normally and, and regularly attended church in this area would actually do what the Bible commands them to do and what God commands them to do as far as tithing. Sure. You would have to form committees at every church in town to figure out how to spend what money. What to do with that money. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Every yeah. need would be fulfilled and we would be fulfilling missions throughout the world and doing supernatural things. Yeah. God deals in the supernatural. And um, okay. so, he wants, oh, did you have a thought there? No, no, no go, go ahead. No, he deals in the supernatural. And so if you're, if, if you're thinking, but I, I can't change who I am or I can't change the way I think. No, you can't. But he can. And if you're spending time with him and, and if you're trying to follow what he, the, the life he wants you to lead, I'm here to tell you things will change Yeah, in your life Do for you, the better. Um, this is going to be weird. Um, oh, good. I'll give you a weird answer then. Your, uh, the way you view assets and money and relationships and the world at, as a whole, I would have to assume, um, does that land you... I've always been fiscally conservative, okay, which translates loosely to worry about me first and then everybody else later. Um, or that's how I view it anyway. Like I worry about fiscally conservative to me is like let's not frivolously blow money because okay. we may need it later, and when we can help people, let's do that. Um, but a lot of people don't land in that camp and they're fiscally conservative because. They want their grandkids to have speedboats at 14 or... understand. And does that... How much does that affect your um, your view of yourself as far as like... I won't get into like the political aspect or whatever. But okay. How does... Where does that land you on the scale of like hyper conservative as far as uh, financial aspects? Like or... Do you plan vacations? And I mean, obviously, you got to balance it, right? Well, and, and that's the key mm-hmm. there. And I even talk about it. And, and, and part of it, and by the way, the, the name of the book is Spiritual Wealth. Mm-hmm. It's a 40-day journey to developing a stewardship mindset. And we'll get into that because I've got but, questions about that. Well, okay, but I, I wanted to hit on that because one of the things I talk about in there is your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You cannot look up any passage in the Bible there's no chapter or verse that will say, uh, Mark, you are to spend this amount of money each month on oh, yeah. this and this and this. And so the, what you have to do is through that relationship with him, you have to have that communication of this is what's right for you. And listen, he may be calling you to do something he's not calling me to do. Sure. I'm not responsible for what he's calling you. I got you. I'm, I'm responsible that for what he's sense. calling me to do. And so, but we're also called, and, and this is what was neat as I started going through some of the kingdom advisor material mm-hmm. is 
I figured out some of the things I didn't even know were biblical that I was talking about were actually biblical, biblically based. That's good. And as far as saving for the future, for emergencies, yeah. for planning, uh, for taking care of your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the Bible tells us that we're responsible for taking care of our families, and that means uh, now and I think down the road. But like you said, there's a fine line in how much is enough. Yeah. How much is enough for me? Because people and, can obsess over it and drive themselves up the it, wall. Exactly. And so part of what I try to do is to show people through our planning is, listen, the plans we have in place, you're good here, but what if we even added expenses or added that you had to spend more money here? And then that opens up a discussion of, look at the gap here. Mm-hmm. Could we think about maybe doing some more things as far as giving? Yeah. Or could we think of, you know, of getting some other things accomplished here? But sometimes people need to see that on paper mm-hmm. to understand that. Like you said, a fear and an obsession, sometimes it can really, it, it can cause anxiety. Oh, yeah. And that's what I love about if you are, no matter how much you have, if you're dealing, if you're dealing with stuff from his, from his principles, his principles are transcendent principles. Yeah. Meaning that the same thing he said a thousand years ago made sense mm-hmm. they make sense today and they're going to make sense a hundred years from now or till he comes back sure quite honestly and it doesn't matter black or white male or female uh, you have kids or you don't whatever your situation is if you are following the principles of the bible that we're talking about mm-hmm. you will have a successful life from a stewardship standpoint i didn't say you're going to be a millionaire when you were 40 years old well nobody becomes millionaire by giving <laughs> no Unless Act, they're deducting all of it. No, it, but it is... Super packed. You do become, again, go back to the title, Spiritual Wealth. Mm-hmm. You do become spiritually wealthy by doing the things he wants you to do, which I think includes sure. giving. Yeah. And he is not going to ask you to give anything that he didn't give you in the first place. Yeah. He's not that kind of a God. That would just be that would just be rude. Sure. He's not going to do that. That's a, yeah, that's probably not good for his congregation. But he members. is going to base on what he's given to you. Mm-hmm. He is going to base some things off of that. Of Listen, uh, so many people, when we talk about the tithe, that well, that gets a lot of people stirred up. Oh, that 10%. I mean, uh, that's what... And, and that's the problem is... complain about the 10%. Is that we look at it from the perspective of, why does he make me give 10% back of my money? Yeah, that's, and, the, that's the Emphasis, problem, my, my money. Yeah. Why don't you look at it from the fact of, you know what? He allows me to live on 90% of what he gives me. Sure. Now you're talking, when you talk about changing your, your, your view of things, now that changes your whole perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's what all of this is about is perspective. That if you get to the perspective in the right place, now things start, now it goes from, well, why do I have to give to, I want to give. Sure. Uh, my wife and I have seen over the last few years as we've tried to put emphasis on that, it's, it's been a pretty cool thing to start looking for ways to give. You want to change your life and change your attitude. Oh, yeah. You start looking for ways to give and even small ways, whether it be small gestures or paying for lunches or, you know, whatever the case may be, you start living a life of giving and you will become rich. Yeah. I mean, you be, yeah. Giving is a gateway drug to joy. It, for it is, sure. Without a doubt. Um, without a doubt. I've never regretted any, like any investment in any <clears throat> nonprofit or, individual that's doing whatever it is like yeah. you never regret that stuff no um when you give and when you invest time or just attention or whatever into anybody or anything that's when you real people start realizing like oh not only are they telling me like oh you can do this like not only is that that verbal encouragement great but if you actively invest in that yeah then it opens so many doors for uh, gratitude for just growing that relationship and being more honest with each other. And go back to the definition we talked about of stewardship. 
is taking God-given resources mm-hmm. and providing it for, for kingdom work and, yep. for, and for, for God-given assignments. Mm-hmm. And now what you're doing is when you're trying to spread the word of God, the best way to do that is not to throw the Bible over people's heads. Sure. And the best way to do that most of the time is probably relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Of actually forming the relationship with someone to when now they're at the, the point of maybe even asking you, why are you different? Mm-hmm. What, what is it about, why are you helping me? What, why, you know, whatever. God will open the door to be able to do that. But a yeah. lot of times we have to form the relationship first and we have to invest that time. That's it. And, and invest that effort. And to be able to do that. And again, it all goes back to him putting all of us together on that team of saying, listen, I've got a big old puzzle up here that I'm directing around the, the puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what you don't know what I've told you. I don't, I don't know what he's told you. You don't know what he's told me. But we each have our assignments and our missions and yeah. our mission field that uh, if you think that you are not a leader, think about the groups you're involved in. Do you have family? Mm-hmm. Are you a parent? Do you work with other people? Are you part of a church congregation? Are you part of any group whatsoever? If so, you have the chance to be a Christian leader in your environment. Mm-hmm. He has provided these people and these networks in your life so that you can have a purpose inside of there and to be something different. Uh, you know, a small thing that starts conversations with me, I don't drink alcohol. Sure. Uh, p- part of that is biblical. Part of that is I just really don't like it and... I really was cheap growing up, and I was like, I, you know, give me a dot of pepper, I'm fine, quite yeah. honestly. And so well, I've been in the, in the business world for years. Uh, it is a very odd thing when you're at a table of 20 people at a, at a get-together, and you're the, the one person drinking, drinking your Coke Zero or your dot yeah. of pepper or whatever uh, down at the end. And it will sometimes start conversations. And My favorite thing is that always, people always assume that you had a problem. It, yeah, something, <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. And it's just, you know what, I really choose not to, quite honestly. But yeah. it, it's amazing just being, as Christians, we're not called to be better than anybody else, sure. but we are called to be different. Mm-hmm. We are in a dark world that is getting darker with the things that we're choosing to be involved in, mm-hmm. that we're choosing to allow or whatever. We're called to be the light in this world. We're called to be different and to show God's love to people, not mm-hmm. to pound people down into submission, not to... Just to lift, every, lift humankind up. If, if you're showing love, you're going to show what God wants you to show, yes. Um. Yeah, so why did uh how first off why are every devotional 40, 40 days long like every, not everyone is mine is for a so reason many it's either my, it's either forty days or a few months it's always like a very definitive amount of time well to me this was kind of a uh, it, it is a biblical number uh, and when you look at the number forty in the Bible what I was discovering and, and I knew some of it, but as I actually kind of looking more into it when I was thinking about what to do with the book mm-hmm. quite honestly uh, 40 being a significant number a lot of times of people going through some type of test mm-hmm. or challenge of faith that you come out a little bit different on the other end sure uh, and you look at 40 days on the uh, on the, on the ark yeah uh, in that uh, Noah and his family uh, being the only ones, that were saved in the world, that God was so upset with the world and who had the, who that they had become, and it turned against him. That he said, "Listen, you're you're the only one I see here. You, you and your family can can be on the ship." So that was forty days of testing. I can't imagine what those forty days were like. Yeah, just with your family, much less a lot of animals so uh, on there. Um, but for the faith that he showed and what happened on the other side, that he wasn't a perfect man, but sure. he, but he was a man of faith mm-hmm. that honored God. Uh, you look at the uh, Jesus himself, 40 days in the desert uh, with Satan yeah. being tempted, 
during that time and going through a time of trial mm-hmm. uh, of being tempted by Satan and, of course, not giving in and, and being the perfect example uh, that we can look at in that situation. But it was just time after time after time that you see that space of time. And I wanted something over several weeks because I really feel like if you were digging into something and you were trying to change a habit or trying yeah, to change you something to you're doing, a, an abbreviated. it's not a five-day, let's get it and go. That's not a lifestyle change. I think you need to probably spend some time doing that mm-hmm. and going through. And honestly, if you took 15 minutes a day with what I provided, it's, uh, it, it's a nice, not a short, but not a long devotional and a couple of questions just to get you thinking at the end of each day sure. uh, of, you know, what's God trying to tell me mm-hmm. from this scripture or from this, uh, from what I'm reading today? That's, um, that makes a lot more sense than just doing it. It wasn't random. Yeah. <laughs> just rolling the dice and be like, how many, how many days is it going to be? 27. All right. That's strange, but let's get it. Because when I first, and it's funny because the first thing, and, and I think he was, halfway kidding but as i mentioned in my pastor earlier this year i really believe this is something i'm being called to do and i don't really know what to do uh the first thing he told me was well you know devotionals are the hardest thing to write yeah i said well thank you for the encouragement why do you think that is uh i I don't know you know he said that but then what i found was maybe as a first-time writer it actually was a little bit easier for me because every even though i had different sections that went together Mm -hmm. Every writing and every day was something kind of to itself. Mm-hmm. And so that actually kind of helped me a little bit along the way because during my devotional time over the last six, eight months um, of this year is when I would be writing these based on what I was reading and, and kind of going through and starting to, to kind of script that the way that I wanted to and write that the way that I, that, that I felt like I needed to. Uh, it actually worked for me. And I've had several folks say, I mean, it's, you know, it's November. I had this thought nine months ago. Yeah. I've had several folks tell me that's a that's a really quick turnaround for getting. I went, well, I don't know. I've never done it before. Yeah, right. it just kind of happened this way. So that's been pretty neat. Some of, so a lot of success stories happen that way, where it's somebody's. People call it like beginner's luck or dumb luck or whatever you want to call it, but a lot of times it's the this being able to look at it with a non traditional viewpoint. Um, what we do. With the local and with the podcast and everything, this isn't the traditional media that you would get yeah. in our area. And the purpose that uh, the purpose that because the reason that we do it that way is a it makes us stand out and people know that if they need good time, good vibes and encouragement and want to see like the community coming together, like this is the place to do it. And everybody else is just talking about recounts and <laughs> that is correct. police violence <laughs> yes. and God knows what else. Um, and that's why we will never do any in-depth coverage of current events yeah. unless it's like, let's, let's focus on community. Let's focus on neighborhoods. Let's focus on families. How's that affecting certain areas or something? Yeah, absolutely. I get it. Because the communities that make up the cities and like those neighborhoods and everything. And that's why you have destinations. And it's not because of the, a lot of it is architecture. A lot of it's a lot of man-made stuff, but a lot of it is just people's individual personalities. And they take the time to be good stewards of their time, to use their assets and resources to better their neighbors and better like Katie's garden downtown. Mm -hmm. Like that thing is self-sustained. I mean, it's, it's run off of donations and run off a lot of 
a lot of uh, sweat equity and a yeah, lot, a lot yeah. of teamwork going on down there. But it's not because they just want to have a fruit stand. Like they want to take, they want to educate the surrounding neighborhoods. They have a purpose. They do. They have a mission. They have and a mission they're, they're and a walking, purpose. Yeah, they're wa- they're working that plan. You got to plan the work and then work the plan. That's what I want folks to realize is that if you're looking for the ultimate fulfillment mm-hmm. or the ultimate contentment that you know, hey, I am, I'm, I love being smack dab in the middle of God's will. If I'm there, I know I'm, I'm in a sweet spot of, sure. of, of being directed by him and doing what he wants me to do. And when you find, and this became that mission, that ministry that I feel like, and I don't know what the next point, I don't know what the next step is. I, I think this may be a first step mm-hmm. into that or maybe a second or third step into that, but I don't know. Yeah. What, what what is out there and like I said earlier this is the first time I feel like I'm ever living out my faith of the right foot is on the ground and the left foot's in the air and I don't know where it's going to go that's awesome with this and I it, mean that's awesome but also terrifying you know what it, I mean like, it, but it hasn't been and I think when you're uh, when you know mm-hmm. that that's what you're being called to do and you've got that purpose you know it's like I was telling you and trying to talk about the book and, and get to different places I'm simply just kind of searching mm-hmm. uh, for folks who may have a similar audience and going, hey, uh, you think we could have a conversation? That's how this ended up. Absolutely. <laughs> Quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I want folks to understand, especially, I think the book's even taken on a, a different meaning this year. When COVID wasn't a thing in yeah, early in February story. when I started thinking about this. And we have reached such a place of fear and such a place of anxiety mm-hmm. uh, and just being unsure and I think circumstances, we talked about it earlier, circumstances will take our eye off the ball sure. and take our eye off where our true focus should mm-hmm. be. Where if 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 I'm living, it doesn't mean we shouldn't do the things we need to do yeah. and, and be prepared and, 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 and do the right things. But man, God will help you take away that fear of I've got this. And if you understand, I, I've got this. Here, here's how I need you to, to be directed. Here's yep. what I need you to do. But I'm in charge here. I've got this. Don't let this overtake you because once you do, you're now ineffective for anything good. Sure. If you're cowering yourself, if if you if you're too jumpy to to, mm-hmm. to to get anything accomplished, you're no good, and that's where that's where the enemy wants you. Turtle can't feel a hug if it's in its shell. There you go. Uh, the enemy wants you in the corner, mm-hmm. scared to death. Yeah. Of this world and of this life, so that you cannot be up, effective. You're not going to be moving forward without a doubt. And he, God, is the one that helps me to forge through that. Mm-hmm. And to be able to charge through that of, all right, well, I'm doing this right now because you've told me to, and you'll you'll take care of it. Yeah. Doesn't mean there won't be hard. Doesn't mean there won't be hard times sure. in there. But but it means he will equip you to get that job done. I feel like a lot of people get um, frustrated with, uh, I won't say Christianity necessarily, but just just religious uh, or spirituality in general because they think it's like a light switch. You just roll in, push the button everything snaps online and you're just on your way. Um, but what it, what it takes a lot of is introspective. It takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of desire to better yourself and desire to like have outside influences really take hold in your life instead Mm -hmm. of just doing it the way you've always done it. Um, and that terrifies a lot of people. Um, how, uh, how do you take how do you translate the risk associated with blind faith and apply that to investments? Like as far, 
I'm trying to figure out the best way to word it. Um, obviously, being a, a financial investor, you I would assume you would have like a different section of tiers depending on like what the financial needs or goals are for a needs, family. Needs, risk, everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, w- without a doubt. And again, that comes through having the discussion. Mm-hmm. What, are you, tr- what are you trying to achieve? What are we trying to do here? Uh, do we need different buckets yeah. for short-term money, long-term money, whatever? Yeah. And that's going to dictate the risk we put on that. Mm-hmm. And now when we're talking about, I think when we're talking about that or Christian stuff, you use the term blind faith. Yes. And, and I, I definitely don't want to associate that from the Christian aspect because it's no, not no. blind faith Yeah, there. It is faith. Uh, it's, it's faith in things we can't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think it's blind faith sure. at all because he's proven that over and over. And I think even when you talk about blind faith, because I'll have people, you know, that make the joke about, you know, you know, the stock market is about like going to the casino or whatever. It can be. It, you know, if you're doing thing, if you approach it that way. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are doing it that Download way. Download Robin Hood. But. Lose some money. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but if you are, if you are basing your decisions, like we talked about on your goals, mm-hmm on your needs, uh, on your risk, you know, what, what you can sleep at night with and understanding what those results are probably going to be. You are probably going to be okay. Vast majority of the time. Sure. And it doesn't mean you're not going to go through just like everything else we talked about. Doesn't mean you're not going to go through short term (laughs) uh, anxiousness with, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's, it's being able to say, Hey, I'm focused on the long term here. And that's where I compare the two different scenarios we're talking about is when you're dealing with investing and planning, when you start focusing on short-term decisions, Oof, that's a bad move. It is a very bad move because short-term decisions are based on emotions most mm-hmm. time. Uh, short-term decisions are March of this year when the markets were down thirty-five yeah. percent, saying, "I can't take this. I got to get out." Yeah, and I'll get back in when I'm comfortable. Well, you just made a short-term decision that had nothing to do with what your actual goals were, putting that money in there in the first place, and now we're six months down the road and we're back to the highs of the market. Mm-hmm. And you, like we said earlier, you sold down here after losing. The yeah, 30%. now everything's twenty percent up. From now you've you now you decided, hey, I think I want to jump back in. Well, you've you've lost that increase, yeah. back up because you made a short term decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, anytime with finances, long term decisions are better. And but the same goes with, hey, the market's fantastic. Let me put everything over here on this. Ooh, that's, that's an emotional that's decision too. That's going to get you in trouble. Rough idea too. And I think it's the same way with your spiritual life. In that, when you're thinking, the short term to me there is the temporary. Sure. Is this world? Yeah. When your goals are based on just this world, you're going to make some horrible decisions. For sure. And I understand when people... Neverland Ranch. I under, I understand when people are hopeless mm-hmm. if they don't have a relationship with Christ because this world's all they know and this world is all they have hope in. I, I'm going to tell you right now, if this world is all you have hope in... That's not that's not a lot of hope. You're in, in trouble. You're in trouble. And I understand <laughs> right I understand bad things happening mm-hmm. and people making bad decisions oh, yeah. if that's if that's your decision making sure. process. And that's why just like long term with, with the finances, you have to put your eye, your goal out on the eternal. Yeah. And on the things that will last. Mm-hmm. Everything we're dealing with here now will all Super be gone temporary. one day. Will yeah. all be gone. And when we are when we are really setting our goals and setting our sights on what he wants us to and saying, all right, God, you lead me and direct me because I know, you know, the things I'm privy to, I've got 44 years in this earth. Mm-hmm. I, I understand my experiences to a certain extent, uh, the things I've been through, but my knowledge is pretty limited. Sure. Of the things that go on in this world, the things that people think, the things that people do. Mm-hmm. And he has the vantage point of being able to see and, and understand and know 
everything that's occurred. Why would I not, not go to the source of the power? Why would I not go to the source of the knowledge and yeah. say, teach me? He tells us in James. He says, listen, if you need wisdom and you want wisdom, would you please simply just ask me and do it in the way that you're wanting to know from me and mm-hmm. not just trying to get rich or trying to do something, you know, sure. the prosperity gospel junk that we hear. We don't believe in God to get rich. Yeah. We don't follow his, his ways to, to get rich. But would you follow me because you honestly love me and want to serve me and want to want to act the way that I want you to act? Mm-hmm. And if you do, just ask me and I'll tell you what you need to know. There you go. He, he's a good God. Yeah. He's a really good God. Um, I was going to say, yeah, how do people get a hold of you? And like, how do, how do people get, um, how can people purchase your book? What I would love you to do, again, the name of the book is Spiritual Wealth, mm-hmm. A 40-Day Journey to Developing Stewardship Mindset. And it is available, your Amazon Barnes and Noble, it's available out there. But I would really love you to go to my website, uh, stewardshipmindset.com. Mm-hmm. That's stewardshipmindset.com. On there right now, I've actually got where the, the I've got the ebook available too. I've got the the actual book as well. Uh, and if you purchase right now, I've got something set up to where you can get both for oh, the awesome. same price. But also, it releases a, a few. Uh, I think I've got three different videos uh, that I've shot that just dig a little bit deeper into stewardship into what if you're burdened with debt mm-hmm. right now those types of things where it's just kind of me talking to you a little bit with more scripture involved oh, yeah. of just let's let's talk about these things a little bit more so all that's available at the website stewardship mindset yeah it's also great to be able to reinforce those ideals with actual scripture instead of being like well you should do it this way because I'm the dude that wrote the book. This, this book is not Mark's five tips for no, being no. a super Christian. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I, that's what uh, I'm getting Now, at. they're based on my experiences, and, mm-hmm. and they're based on what I believe he's put on my heart to sure. to write about. But this is this is scripture. This is yeah. scripture based and scripture heavy. It's your translation through your perspective, and and, and what I've and what I've read and, and what I've gone through and seen with clients. And I have mm-hmm. a great experience of being able to see other families going through things and yeah. making decisions. That is is a really cool experience. That's got to be super fulfilling to like be able to check goals off of like a family's hopes and dreams. I love being able to sit down, you know, for review and go, hold up, before we get on this year, let's talk about what we did last year. Mm -hmm. Look at what you got paid off. Look at what you saved. Yep. Look at the, you know, I've had clients that were really thankful this year who were small business owners that we really worked on the uh, emergency cash Mm -hmm. savings this past year. And then in February, they were like, hey, thanks for really enforcing that because our income kind of dried up. Mm-hmm. Uh, with different things going on. Uh, that is, the, I mean, even simple things like that, to me it's simple, but that's a big deal. Sure. That they could pay bills for a few months. Uh, those types of things that he's put me in a position where I can really, not to get too hokier, but to make an effect on decisions that folks mm-hmm. are making that could affect their families for decades yeah. and generations. That's a, it's a lot of responsibility, but it's a, man, it's, it's a really cool place to be. Yeah. The, um, I've always looked at money kind of weird. I don't necessarily look at, money as like a pile of whatever to trade for other things. Uh It's I look at almost everything I own as what is this doing to enrich my life and how can I use this in other ways than the traditional use? Mm -hmm. So while a lot of money, people just save it up and that's fine. Some people have a shoebox full of hundreds somewhere probably (laughs) Um, myself, I kind of do both, but I also like to purposefully put money into things that I believe in. Yeah. Um, I like to invest in artists. I like to invest in people, individuals a lot more than I like to invest in companies because you. you get to 
you get to like the gratification of seeing the impact that you've been able to a make on somebody else's life, but you get to see what your assets and somebody else's hands can do. And that's more fulfilling to me while I'm gathering whatever it is that I'm going to be giving away. And that's a really cool, that's a really good point in that so many people will, will stock it up Mm -hmm. and leave it for the family or leave it for later on. How great would it be if you could actually see what you're doing at work and be able to receive the blessing from him now Mm -hmm. of being able to see what this is doing to, to help bring somebody up, uh, to, to help advance somebody else's life in some way. Uh, that's what I try to reinforce to folks is, Hey, we don't have to save it all for later. If we know we're not going to be using it, why don't we look at some doing some of that now as well? That's um and teach and bring you, but by doing that, another whole part of this is, is not just being a steward yourself. But if you're a parent or you're a family member, you want to you want to teach your kids mm-hmm. what that means, and that's something Christy and I are trying to do, even with eighteen, six, and four year olds. We're trying to come up with ways where even though it's not their money, it's not our money, but sure. you know, it's not money they're earning, but to start them in the process of thinking about. Uh, we just talked about. Uh, this week and maybe for the smaller kids, we already have a compassion child that we sponsor, but mm-hmm. maybe doing one for them a piece so that they are writing letters. They are drawing pictures. They are seeing this interaction and yeah. understanding we're giving to someone else to help them. And here's why we're doing it so that we're setting a path for them later on that once they do start become money earners, hopefully from day one, they're looking for ways to give to the church. They're yeah. looking for ways to give to others and it becomes a pattern. So if it's never been a pattern for you, you can start that now, but then you can also teach those behind you absolutely how to do that and how to be the next steward. Because one of the you know one of the questions that uh, <clears throat> that we go through, excuse me, that we go through in uh, in the Kingdom Advisor material is is the next steward chosen and prepared? Now, say that you have been successful in business, mm-hmm. you have your life insurance policy set up, and for some reason you and your spouse don't make it home tonight, mm-hmm. and your kids have just inherited. A whole, a whole bunch, bunch of money of they, have no, they have no idea what to do yeah. with. Well, you've chosen that steward, mm-hmm. but are they prepared to now become one? Yeah, usually not. Because the, the odds show us. No, I mean, the, 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 uh, there are numbers out there and studies out there that show that a generational wealth is usually gone by the second generation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because you're, not te- you're, you're leaving them the money, but you're not leaving them the lessons. Yeah. And you're not leaving them the stewardship of or the here's, recipe book here's how we that, did this. Yeah, there's no recipe or Here's how we did this guidelines. and kept this and did stuff for others. And now here, here it is for you. Good luck. Yeah. Be the one that teaches that. Be the one that prepares yourself to now prepare others. Absolutely. As to how to do that. That is stewardship in mm-hmm. itself. You're passing on knowledge and you're passing on the ability for others to be good stewards. Absolutely. And I mean, it feels great. You're going to be blessed for it. Tell me, and you said it earlier, tell me a time where you haven't given to do something good for someone else mm-hmm. that in the end, you probably received a blessing 10 times as much as the other person sure. received. And it's not why we do it, but it's, it's, it's kind of his little reward for us a lot of times. There's um there's also a big disconnect between, and this is sort of getting off base, but um the value of feelings versus the value of a dollar. There's a huge disconnect there. Um, okay. And I think I, I don't necessarily think that the, the smile that you get is um, directly related to the amount that you give. Um, I think it's the intent in which you give that gives you the the warm fuzzies and the the addictive. Okay. You know what L- I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, the Bible tells us God loves a cheerful 
Yes. Never. Yes. If you're giving at church, mm-hmm. if you're giving your tithe, but you're giving with a disgruntled attitude yeah, yeah, yeah. and doing this because somebody you feel like someone's forcing you to do it. Sure. Or somebody guess, else is guess watching what? you. You should probably keep that money yourself. Yeah. Because he's not honoring that money. Sure. He's not honoring the the blessing of giving because you're doing it in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it for the right reasons. Yes, when you get into how we feel and how we're doing things, it makes a ton of difference. Mm-hmm. And that we have the Bible story that shows that the woman who had nothing as they were uh, as they were coming to the middle of town and dropping off their gifts and and those that had much more were do were given a lot less out of mm-hmm. stinginess and out of greed. But then the woman that had basically two coins to her name dropped those two coins in there, and Jesus made sure to stop and say, "Hey, this woman has given more than any of you yeah. have given." And they're just startled. Of what do you mean? She gave she gave two cheap little coins, but it was all she had. Yeah, she gave everything she had for That's this it. mission. And people don't yeah people don't understand. God will honor that. A lot of people will try to donate so they get a big check and a photo op or whatever. Yep. But, um, start yeah, doing that. Hey, you, you, you want to enrich your life? Start doing things anonymously. Oh, yeah. Start doing things where other people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And, and just, yeah, you, you'll you'll get addicted to giving. It. Yeah. I've had, there's been a, a handful of instances over the past year where um, I've been in a position to be able to help somebody that needed some significant help and yeah it was one of those things where it was like a no-brainer like oh of course of course you can have x amount of dollars like get it back to me if you can if not we'll figure it out later like exactly whatever you need to uh keep your mission because at the end of the day i might selfishly be giving because i don't have the time to do the mission work that a lot of other people are doing or i don't have the talent or i don't have the calling or whatever, but I, I do it. want to be able to be a part of it. And I do want to perpetuate the joy and the good vibes and, and the camaraderie and community. But honestly, the fact that you're giving me the forum here today, sure. That you have is a part of that time and a yeah. part of you giving your resources for uh, a message that you may not hear in podcasts like yeah. this in other cities. Yeah. Quite honestly. And that's very appreciative. And you know, I, I had that earlier this week where I was able to, I had ten, because I had a friend in a network from years ago that I was mm-hmm. able to call and say, listen, I know we're both believers. You're the uh, DJ for a country radio station in town. Do, mm-hmm. Would y'all want to? Sure, come on. Yeah, why not? So I had 10 minutes on a country radio station in town yeah. to talk about spiritual things this week. Yeah, which you don't... That's. I think we could hear... I think that. I think the media might be shying away nowadays from anything spiritual because of the diversity and because of equality and because of... Uh, well, because of pressure. Sure. But, but I mean, because of political correctness, yeah. When if we would just do the opposite, things would get a lot better in a hurry. <laughs> Could be. It might just rile up the rest of the bees' nest. I'm kind of on the fence there. Um, the bees' nest might need to be rattled. Yeah. Could be. Well, listen, hey, That's where what, all the honey what, is. what we're going through right now, <laughs> what we're going through right now is rattling yeah. a bunch of folks. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about the fact everybody is, is saying, hey, I, we can't wait to get back to normal. There's, guess we're what? Done. Uh, this God, God may now. not want you to get back to what you considered normal sure. before. Yeah, His church may need to get rattled. Yeah, and, and, and to and to uh, to get back on mission. Sure, to do what they need to do. Absolutely. Um, well, dude, I appreciate you swinging in today. Thank you so much for the time, man. Absolutely, this is man. really cool. We um, anytime you want to come back and like we next time you got something going on or if you just want to come hang out, I'll be happy just to talk to you, man. Yeah, dude, this is a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Thank you much. Um, you got social media and all that. 
I do. Yeah, actually, uh, if you will, uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Stewardship Author. Yep. Uh, and you can search for uh, Spiritual Wealth, uh, the book, but stewardshipmindset.com. And I've got the links to uh, to the social media stuff on there, stewardshipmindset.com. Awesome. We'll get your website in the description of this Very cool. too. And, um, dude, yeah. That's I'm awesome. Pumped. I can't wait to check it out. I'm excited. I hope you do. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. If you'd like to be a guest on the Wiregrass Local podcast, give us a shout at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Wiregrass Local or hit us up on Friendster, MySpace, or LiveJournal. That's all fake, but you know what I mean. <laughs>